you're listening to Spill the Tea, welcome. So I'm here today with Roz. Hello there, Roz. Hiya, June. How are you doing? I'm not bad at all. We are here today through the wonders of technology, virtually in separate destinations. I know. Due to a due to a hectic couple of weeks, couldn't get this down. So due to one thing and another, we're here. Good at chaos, but we got there. I thought oh, chaos is good at times. Keeps you on your toes. <laughs> Not when you've got stuff to do, but it keeps you on your toes. Very true. What? Yeah. What I've, I don't know about you, but what I've been, I noticed recently, because obviously I, with Spill the Tea, I've been looking for, you know, like prominent days and awareness days and um, notable days. Obviously, not just from the UK, but around the world, mm-hmm. just to to find sort of like, like spot um, starting points for us to um, talk about. And I found out, I don't know what country it is, but on July the 5th, which is today... Ooh. It is National Bikini Day. Fabulous. But it's actually National Strawberry Sunday Day as well. Strawberry Sunday Day? Oh, I said, I get Strawberry yeah, like, like, actually, yeah. Sunday. It's not <laughs> when you said Sunday, I'm thinking the day is Sunday. Today's, today's Wednesday. Yeah, National Strawberry Sunday Day. Well, that's one of your five a day. Well, very true. I suppose at least you got stra- but. So, um, two days ago, it was National Complimentary Mirror Day. Mm-hmm. And I could think of, in the same week, do I have to put a bikini on and actually compliment myself on what I see <laughs> in the mirror? <laughs> and, actually, and I'm thinking, no, I am going to compliment myself on what I see in the mirror, whether I've got a bikini on or not. Well, that's it. Because I'm... I'm proud of who I am. I've gone through a lot to still be here. Mm-hmm. And I've had children and surgeries. And what I see in the mirror is blooming lovely. But you don't hear it very often from people that are just, you don't hear this positivity a lot about, you know, when you go on social media or the TV, you just don't see to, seem to hear this joy from everybody about just loving who they are. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And I don't know if it's, is it society? I'll tell you what's to blame. These blinking reality shows with, oh, perfect body people. And inverted you know, commas have you noticed it's only a certain grade of people will show in it right mm. mm-hmm. social media has well yeah. and been a, a massive kind of you know it, it's been a massive effect on people and if you if you go back mm-hmm. so I remember back when I was first kind of using social media I must have been about what maybe 12 13 so you're talking about maybe what to 2009-ish, right? And mm-hmm. even back then, the things you were exposed to at 12, 13 year old, you know, you had the size zero models because that was still a big thing in the in in the kind of yeah. first portion of the 2000s, right? And it was such a big thing. If you weren't at size zero, if you weren't, you know, below the the kind of sizes that you know the social societal norm, then that was a problem, massive problem. And they went on and they moved from that, right? But the problem is they haven't moved from that because it still remains. No. Yeah. It's insane. It's, yeah, it's as though when they say, you know, like incidences like this leave a footprint Mm -hmm. and it does, it leaves a footprint, like, like a footprint in wet concrete that's dried. It'll always be there. And you see, especially with the younger generation, and I'm talking like, well, I'm saying younger, younger than me, but with a lot, we're going to take age out of it. 
I think mm-hmm. I've got it. I've got to take that out because I think it happens regardless of age, mm-hmm. where a photo can't be put up without a filter on it. Yep. And it's a confidence thing, right? Because I know so. You know, we're in the age of what Snapchat, Instagram and everything at the minute, right? If I'll mm-hmm. take a photo of myself, I'll take a selfie. You know, I've, I've done my makeup and stuff, going for a night out. You put the general selfie to go on Instagram or something. Because of what we've grown up to know and because of what society tells us about impurities and perfections, the filter goes on, the clear skin's there. You know, it looks mm-hmm. absolutely great because you've got the. it looks like you've got the right light in. But the reality is... Mm-hmm. Is it actually that great? Because what you're covering up is the reality. And this is where social media is a problem in a sense. Yeah. But we're taught to to filter out our imperfections mm-hmm. for what people see. And I mean, I saw um, Dove Body Care had um, a thing out anyway, and it was to love your imperfections in your body. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is lovely. They've got models on their, on their advertising that had, warbitide it was, cellulite. Mm-hmm. But then they were advertising, a sm- make your skin smoother. Mm-hmm. And you go, hang on, hang on. So you're okay to show this person. But you've, you've had the cheek to put in, let's make their skin smooth. It's utter contradiction. Just say moisturize. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it's almost as though we're told everything. You go to buy a foundation, and they're all about you can get foundations now that are called um looks just like you're wearing a filter. Mm-hmm. And you Flaw- go flawless filter, I believe that like the, the kind of yeah, the most popular market um, what's called. It takes me back to the 80s when there was no such thing as a light foundation. You wore, you might as well have worn pan stick. Mm-hmm. Pan, stick was foundation. Thing, pan stick is like, and I mean, pan stick's one of the greatest things used in like theatre and drag and stuff. And like, that's because it promotes full coverage because you're under a light. And that was the norm mm-hmm. to wear pan stick on your day to day when you were well, in the harsh light. Yeah, well, contouring came from drag. Yeah. I, and it's now, it's, I know I had some friends that had gone and had their faces done mm-hmm. at Mac. They'd gone and had their makeup done at the Mac counter. Mm-hmm. And when they came back, I might as well say I couldn't have told them apart. Yep. Because it was contouring done a set way I done a set way it wasn't to complement your face shape there was a way that their makeup is to be worn yeah and I, I think well so you're telling me that this contouring work will work on an oval face or an around face and everything everyone's wearing the same shape and that's it so right? we're all going to look identical and and this is this is the crux of it we're at the point now where you know social media tells us what to look like social media tells us what to do in the media in general tells us what to look like and what to do but it's all a case of looking the same where's the individuality yeah where is it We've got, got, yeah, we have we have to look like a certain artist or a certain model mm-hmm. or a certain TV personality because they come across as perfect. And will Bataidi look like anything else in this age of what the Kardashians? Oh my God! Well, <laughs> well you you showed well, what about you showed me that um that picture the other day. Was it somebody from Geordie Shaw? Yeah, yeah. So it's been massively under fire at the minute. So, you know, she's skinny as it is. And yeah, there's this uh, because, you know, she's gone out Ibiza and that. She's got an ocean beach, got a photo of her. 
And because there's a little imperfection in the Photoshop, she's been called out. Now, this girl is skinny as, as you can see in that photo anyway. Yeah. They're in the eyes of the media. And because they've been watched all the time, there's still this almost mental requirement to make yourself look even slimmer. And to, yeah. to what end, right? And how, how much is too much? And all it was, was on the slats of wood on the fence behind her. Mm-hmm. One of the slats looked a little bit warped. Now, for all we know, she mightn't have done that. Exactly. Some the the editors of the publication may have done that. Mm-hmm. And they're almost saying, if if that was, then they're almost saying to this person, well, we, we didn't think that you were slim enough to go in our publication, so we've just done a tweak to it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what that must do for somebody's self-esteem who's slim to start with. It's insane. If, if it's been done like that, it's awful. It's disgusting, really. And it's, you know, let's not cut around it. It's predominantly, you know, this this fire that we come under. It is predominantly towards women, in a sense, because that is where the media market yeah. is the most. That's where the pressure is the most to look that norm. Mm-hmm. Well, the beauty industry, the money that the beauty industry um, generates is absolutely ridiculous. Well, and it's all to standardise a look. Mm-hmm. Like, I look at like some of the makeup palettes I've got, right? And obviously, you know, for, for me, I've done like, makeup and that for years with, since I was at uni. And some palettes that I've got cost 50 quid a pop. And I haven't just got one of them. Mm-hmm. I've got like several of them. So that's a month's rent. Like It's insane yeah. to think that we will literally, you know, to, to fit that norm, to, you know, to have something that makes you look nice or, you know, you can manipulate to make yourself look nice. You will happily spend your month's rent to meet that. It's incredible. But that that changes what you hope somebody else is going to see in you. And I often wonder, who are people doing this for? If you're doing it for yourself and for you to feel good about yourself, do you know what? You're worth that £50 palette. Mm -hmm. Go for it. But if you're doing it because you feel you need to for society, Mm -hmm. that's society. Ayati's problem. Top and bottom of it is it's doing it for the Instagram, right? It's scary. It's do, it's doing it for the Instagram. Oh, yeah. It's all it is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like if I look back I mean like I, I it's I, like I'll advocate the beauty industry quite happily because you know I've got I've got kind of roots in it as well. And like for me, like on a maybe like a six monthly basis, I'll take a look in the mirror, I'll go Right, do you know what it is? Because I, I, cause I, I get uh, lip filler and that. I'll look, I'll look in the mirror, I'll go, lips look really small, need to get more filler. So what do I do? Go to my lip girl, who happens to be one of my best mates. And I go, right, let's get some more filler in, they look really small. Forget the fact that I've got 10 mil of lip filler in already. But they look a fraction small or I haven't drank enough water and, you know... Uh, for the in order for the filler to react it's got hyaluronic acid in it therefore it needs water because they look slightly you know like a, a, a fraction smaller it's that mental need right need more filler need yeah. this need that right question for you about that then Roz uh-huh. you're a trained makeup artist mm-hmm. if you thought they looked small Bet that with careful mi- lipstick application of a liner and a lippy, yep, you could have made them look bigger. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's not, but that that's not that would just make it outwardly look bigger. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make you know that that's that that they're done. Yeah, I can look back at images. It's, from back in 
So I went to uni in 2014 and I graduated in 2017. So I can look back at images from over those years. And I never touched any sort of cosmetic kind of treatment like that back then. I, I didn't even wear like individual lashes. Like I just used, used to put strip lashes on myself and false nails on myself. I wasn't bothered about getting them done professionally. Um, but if I look back then, I used to overline my lips all the time and I could do it in such a way where if you put the right shade in, you you know, you, you contour your lips the right way, it would make them look bigger. The moment one mm-hmm. of my friends when it was back in 2019, um, one of my friends trained in it and she was like, do you want to come in and be a model for us? Because I need somebody. I was like, yeah, doing a friend a favour. But you catch the bug. And the moment yeah. you've got that bug, because it look, you know, it gives you like that instant, you know, oh my god, that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, it just builds and builds and builds. But then you're looking yeah. in social media again, and you see some of the horror stories and some of the lengths that people go through <sighs> to get oh. that level. It's just mental. Yeah, it's. I've never been amazing at makeup, and I know I'm not, but. I can do my makeup to where I go. I feel good mm-hmm. in it. But I can now, hand on my heart, say that I don't need makeup to think that I look great. Yeah. Um, I did a project in my master's at uni about beauty mm-hmm. because I couldn't define the word. Just because I was thinking about, well, it's something beautiful about what what is beauty and I sat one night and I realized that I didn't know how to describe the word because mm-hmm. beauty so different yeah and it was once I started talking to people about it um because my research field ended up being dialogue so of course I had to explore it through conversation mm-hmm. um and it turned out that really beauty is more than what you see. Beauty is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And you don't just have beauty. You've yeah. got to feel it from the inside. And I did a, a photo shoot with one of the lads who was doing his masters with me. And he did me a couple of shots for his project and my project. Um, and I says to him, oh, well, do you want us to come in? Do you want us to put some? And I went, oh, thank God for that. I'm not wearing makeup. <laughs> and the shots he took were absolutely amazing. And I came away going, yes, I could see some lines. Yeah. But they're the lines of a over 50, well, 54 year old woman. Yeah. She's bound to have some lines. And I could see that. And I thought, well, yeah, I've got my silver hair, but I've got some lines, but that's because of my age. Mm-hmm. And these photos that were taken of me, I felt so absolutely stunning in them. To the point that when I got when I graduated from my masters, I'm there in my lovely dress and my gown and cap and everything, and I didn't wear makeup. And And there's all all my colleagues and all the other girls and some of the boys as well around me all looking picture perfect in their makeup. No, because I didn't need. And that was huge because I would always wear makeup for an event. Mm -hmm. And I didn't need it. And it was such a revelation. But I think. That's one thing over the years as well. I mean, it, it, it's great as well. I used to never leave the house without it on. Like, I used to literally, the first thing I did in the morning was I'd get up, the makeup was straight out, face was straight on. I would not be leaving my doorstep if I was late, you know, late for anything, late for uni, late for work. That was the case, but I didn't care. It was the, the, the makeup went straight on. Like, over the years, and I I think especially since lockdown as well I think lockdown's had a massive impact on it I've just begun not to care because quite you know quite frankly if I don't care particularly 
you know what I'm looking like on a day I'm always going to look presentable but if I don't particularly care if I've got makeup on lashes on nails on you know I don't care what people are you know looking at me thinking of me then as far as I'm concerned that's the winner in my eyes because I shouldn't yeah. have to worry about what everyone else thinks. I think lockdown made us reevaluate a lot of things. Mm-hmm. It made me really reevaluate what was actually important in life. 100%. And and that was yeah, I think a lot of us re um found out the joy again in night clothes. Mm-hmm. The fact that you had your daytime pajamas and your nighttime pajamas. Yeah. Um, we. That, I'm going to say if you were if you're actually up to changing your pajamas, but the appreciation for what we had pre-COVID, yep, became huge. Even the fact that you could go into a shop and you could pick something up off a shelf and put it back mm-hmm. because you didn't want it. Once COVID hit, you didn't. Nobody was touching anything in a shelf unless they were going to put it in their trolley. It was. It what we suddenly appreciated things so much, and we all looked after each other. If somebody couldn't go shopping, there was always somebody else that would go and grab them their essentials. And how quickly has that gone back? Oh, it's gone. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, is it yeah. what? It's just just a little over a year that would be officially out of COVID lockdown. Is it? Yeah. yeah. And I don't even know. Yeah. I, I think it's a good it was about over a year because it was it was what like t- like beginning of twenty two that everything was like oh yeah you can go back to doing doing your normal. And then that didn't like yeah. Well, we kept having that many false starts with it, didn't yeah, we? Literally, it was it was mental. Yeah, you can go back to it. No, 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 come back. Like, oh, it's only the gov. It's only the government that are allowed to party, not you. <laughs> you know, come back. Mm. But no, I just, I think it just really got to me that people were still, you know, it, it gave people a freedom. Mm-hmm. I mean, I do know some people that told me my skin is looking the best it's ever done because I haven't worn makeup in two weeks. <laughs> and you think, right. Just don't wear makeup that often and then. And it is, it's these, it's society and it's the negative that we're told. It's like the times that you'll get reminded that somebody will point out that spot that you've got Mm -hmm. on your face. And this is it, right? Like, so for me, I sit and if I've got meetings and stuff, it's like, right, oh, I've got a meeting. I've got to put a face on. Do I? Do I really? Because the reality is what somebody thinks of me on one of those sessions, you know, it should be entirely professional. They shouldn't be looking at what I look like. You know, Mm -hmm. it's it's incredible the mindset you get in. Um, You know, so for all, you know, lockdowns have had a positive impact on that in the sense of we don't all quite care what we're wearing or what we're doing on a daily basis because we do hide behind you know a, you know a phone pc screen in the sense mm-hmm. you know you do kind of sit and think oh you know I've, I've, I've still got to be done up you know the house has got to be tidy and I think that's where like you know you, you end up thinking I've got to make sure everything's all sorted you know in in the house to make sure that on, on my meetings I can, you know I can have my camera on and everything's all you know tickety-boo and it's it's an odd one it really is it's a strange situation yeah Oh, absolutely. I mean, when I was at university, one of my lecturers, um, well, two of my lecturers shared the same house. Mm-hmm. Right. Lovely, absolutely amazing couple. But they both were teaching on the same course. OK, mm-hmm. so they were both holding lectures during lockdown and workshops and stuff from the house. Now, they had one reception room. Mm-hmm. And no, and no office. I've been stir crazy. Right. So one of them was doing the lectures from the downstairs room, mm-hmm. and the other one was upstairs 
Some of them were done on the desk in the spare bedroom. But at one point, they, we were talking about this and they actually said to me that um, they would, they'd angled the camera, they were in their bedroom and they were trying to make it like they weren't in a bedroom. And the only way they could do it was by putting the laptop on the floor and angling it just a little bit and then lying down sort of propped up a bit mm-hmm. so it didn't look like they were in a bedroom and she says I'm in an office meeting and she says I'm just like how stupid is it because you you're faking it they all know where it's home but it came down to the fact that they didn't have like an extra office to use mm-hmm. but they said it made it really knowledgeable for them that there were students out there that were struggling as well you know if if they were still at home um with parents and young siblings did they have a quiet space to put their computer on to do a lecture and chances were it was your bedroom, right? At the start of lockdown, I was living with somebody else and um, she would work in the living room because um, at the time she maintained, she's like, oh, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm working in a solicitor's, you know, my job's more important. I need all the space. I was like, all right, whatever. Um, so I was then confined to my bedroom and it got to the point where I think I must have spent a solid three months just in my bedroom. I wasn't going into the living room to go and sit and watch TV on a night time. I was just in my bedroom and that was it. And it was, it it was lonely and it has a massive effect on your self-esteem as well, because when you go outside, you're like, I don't want to be seen. Yeah. But your your bedroom loses its identity. Mm -hmm. Because you don't know, is this where I work? Is this where I eat? Is this where I sleep? Is this where I relax? What does this room mean? And this room becomes your little cocoon. Yep. And it becomes you. It's mental. Oh. The the, the way it affected us all. We were going for walks because whether we wanted it or not. Literally, I, could. I think I was leaving at like, I was I was finishing work and I was, because um, I, I lived in Gosford at the time. Um, and I was walking all the way at Exhibition Park at like two o'clock in the morning, just because I could. Just to get out the house. Yeah. 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 And did you put your makeup on? You see, that time of day, no. But if I left to go even, because where I lived, it was right opposite the the Big Asda in um, Gosforth. So I was was literally putting my lashes on to go to the Asda because it was the only place where it was. I used to live on the road by the big asda yeah you, you know where the bp garage is the house is just behind yeah. there it was it was literally at the end oh of that side but no oh, i was yeah. actually on the road that asda was on all right all right so, um yeah 2020 i lived there yeah oh yeah. my god but no you you are just left going and the thing is it's the damage that if somebody sees you without makeup will mm. make a comment literally and I mean I can tell these things stick I know I I can tell there's a massive difference so if I think back to like um you know obviously we're talking about like bikini positivity and all this right and you know what's bikini doing Mm -hmm. and whatnot like I think back to the last few holidays I've had and if I went so I, I went on holiday with my friends back in 2015 and then 2017 so I went to um uh Rhodes one year and I went to Greece in Malia like the couple years later like yeah you know one another year I went to Gran Canaria and that everywhere I went whether it be by the pool whether it be like I don't know whether it be just like literally going to the the shops to go and get some paracetamol because we've been out on the strip the night before the face would be on the full face would be on and (gasps) how do you have like like the energy to do that and like I'm sitting scrolling I would be like it would be melting off (laughs) and I'm sitting scrolling here like back through like old photos and stuff because you know as you do 
and I'm looking for like when the last like photos like filters and makeups and makeup and stuff was and if I look at the photos then versus the photos when I went to Ibiza last year and I went to Fuerteventura and I went to Egypt this year I literally I think the most I was wearing was a bit of like CC cream moisturizer maybe a bit of powder a bit of bronzer uh, you know I was I, I, I tanned quite well so I already had a tan anyway and I had false lashes like I'd had individuals done so I wasn't putting anything more than the lightest bit of makeup on and maybe a bit of lip balm or lip gloss yeah. and that was it like it's insane to think that going back say what eight nine year ago like that I was slathering the stuff on myself it's mental <laughs> I bet your makeup bag was a lot lighter in your suitcase as well this year. Oh, literally, like, so I, when I went to, when I, it was, when I went to Malia, I think I must have taken, like, you know, the big makeup cases, like, I must have taken one of that, like, if I remember rightly, that was in my hand luggage. Like, with wow. <laughs> I, had to put, I had to put all the liquids in the thing, but I had, a, like, a full makeup case in my hand luggage with all the dry bits. Yeah. And I go back to when I went to Egypt this year in February and I took one, maybe, you know, laptop. So it's about the size of my Mac. So maybe it's like 13 inch makeup bag. And that was it. Yeah. That had everything in, including like deodorants, yeah. cream the lot. Because yeah. I just couldn't be bothered. And it was one of those things where I'm just like, you know what it is? Well, I'm, 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 only, I'm only putting it on for myself. And if I don't think I need it, then I'm not going to bother doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like since I did the thing on beauty, I've like I've got had like I suppose the ways to put it a bigger appreciation for for me mm-hmm. and to accept that my body's the way it is because of I've had four, four children and I've had mobility issues and I accept the size I am and I expect I accept my imperfections. Yeah. But there's things that have been said over the years that have stuck. Yep. That still I was fresh in my mind as the day that was said. Mm-hmm. It's like I've always been large. It's not. I mean, I've dieted, but I've never been like slim. Even at school, I was never slim, slim. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, in the eighties, dress sizes were all different anyway. Yeah. You know, you you. you I was a fourteen in the eighties, which is apparently a ten now. Right. But I was big. And you think, God, if only I'd known what I was. And I got told off um, a partner that um, my body made me look like a cow at milking time. <laughs> In a very disparaging way. And I just could have curled up and died. It's insane. And that still affects me to this day. That That's words what, like, how, hurt. How many years ago? How many years ago was that? I would have been in my mm, late twenties. It's so nearly thirty that. years ago. Yeah, nearly thirty think, years think, ago. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still got an impact. And it's still there. And it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, that was said at the time to hurt. But even if things aren't said in a hurtful way, mm-hmm. you don't know somebody's insecurities. You don't know what can affect somebody in a big way. Yeah, you don't know what's going on in the head. No. And I think for the for Bikini Day, if you want to wear a bikini, wear one. Exactly. If you look in that mirror and you look at yourself and you go, do you know what, I look bloody good. Wear it. Exactly. It's making you feel good. You're wearing it for you, not anybody else. And this is it. And like, you've I, got. Mm-hmm. Like, I wouldn't. Do you know what it is? If I look back, like scrolling all the way back to those photos as well, I didn't wear any sort of bikinis or anything without some sort of cover up there. I look back to when I was in Ibiza and I was in Ocean Beach and the reality was I was in a bikini with a slight overshirt on, stomach out the lot, couldn't care less. Yeah. It took me a lot of years to get to that point. It really has. Yeah. 
yeah because it's not it's not even social media I think I think some of it is you know kids are cruel and oh. like I'm, I've always been a big lass as well I'm, I'm you know I've never been the smallest and it's one of those things where things like like with, with yourself things do stick and they're stuck from school yeah. yeah so it triggers you and it's a constant oh. thought it's, it's insane yeah and I think this is where we use all these defenses around creating that mask and if that mask is makeup or if that mask is the overshirt yep or um for me you can't be a long line t-shirt oh yes or um, a pair of trousers really high-waisted jeans <laughs> oh yeah um things like that um yep. That becomes your mask because that hides that bit that you're insecure about. Exactly. And it's like you still, when somebody comes near you with a camera, you'll still instantly breathe in, hold your breath and turn just that slightly in the hope that that little bit that bothers you isn't visible. But you'll still see it. It's the first place my eyes will go to when I look at a picture of myself is where yeah. I know my insecurity is all. And I'm the same. And it doesn't matter how, how, doesn't matter how beautiful somebody says I look. Literally. That's what I look at. It was like at the weekend. Like, I think I'd, I'd taken a Snapchat, sent it to all my friends. And it was literally like a front profile photo. And I was like, I'm, I'm looking decent, right? I was like, I thought I'm looking decent. I was like, oh, to sh- but then my, my mind, shame the, sh- shame the side profile doesn't look that slim. And I'm just like, it's mad that you can still be in that, you know, you take a good photo, you're like, you know, and I, I'm not one for like full length photos, but this day I was like, oh, I'm just looking decent. Yeah. And I was just sitting thinking, do you know what it is? Like, you still kind of get away from it, can you? No, no. It's mental. It's, it's scary though. Because it's the way we've almost been conditioned to think that what we are isn't the norm. Mm-hmm. But that nobody you. can tell us. Nobody can tell us what the norm is because every makeup counter tells us different. Every designer mm-hmm. tells us something different. Every diet tells you something different as well. Yeah. So what the hell is this norm mm-hmm. that we're striving for it's mental and it's like it, it even goes down to what they tell you you know you can and can't kind of consume like you know what one of the biggest kickers i think for some people um and i, I you know my mum used to do it as well was like the likes of slim world it has you in such a false economy mm-hmm. mindset that you can't oh, get away i've done i've that. done i've done slim and world i put my hands up I've done Slimming World. I've done every blinking, ridiculous cheat that Slimming World tries to convince you that you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a false. And concept. it's ridiculous. Oh, as soon as I went, as soon as I was eating normally, the weight all went back on. Mm-hmm. So what happened? I, I, it's a quick fix. I did it all. Yeah. Oh. I lost three and a half stone in 15 weeks doing Slimming World. I was never hungry, mind you. Yeah. I was never hungry. But it wasn't sustainable. No. Because you've got to continue, you know, carry on like that as well. And, you know, you you have to kind of think, you know, where, where does this let up? Yeah. And I've done fad diets. I've done mm-hmm. so many. And it's just taken me to the point where I go, do you know what? I'm accepted by the people around me. Mm-hmm. Um, my family accept me for the size I am. Um, we giggle. Um, my, I didn't even get upset when my grandson once drew a picture of me. And... Um, my daughter says, Mama, it'll be lovely because he draws the most amazing stick people. And he made me the width of a piece of A4 paper. Oh, my 
God, bless him. Oh, I didn't even get cheesed off. I turned it into a stand-up comedy set instead. <laughs> because it was just funny. It was funny the fact that I was expecting a stick man and this kid must have just thought, nope, I'm drawing this. But you know what? It didn't cheese me off because that made me smile because he didn't see that as a wrong thing to do. Mm-hmm. All I was glad was the picture, the piece of paper was portrait, not landscape. Because I dread to imagine the size he would have made us. <laughs> but I was not annoyed because it made me giggle. Mm-hmm. That, you know, he'd use the right, I was wearing like a caftan top. That's mm-hmm. me trying to justify the size. <laughs> but it was just, it was funny. It was hilariously yeah. funny. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm I'm taking that. And it's, it's this innocence of kids as well, right? They don't see that. They don't oh. see anything that no. they don't see what insecurities and they don't see what's actually getting to us. They just see yeah. that's their perception. So, you know, you kind of feel like, you know, how, how do we get back to that? How do we get back to that perception ourselves? Just this is grandma in a purple top. Yep. That's all he saw. Yeah, exactly. One more in a purple. Yeah. And you think this innocence before children start getting that that judgmental side, which I'm sorry, does not come from inside them. Nope. It comes from what they're experiencing on the outside. And do you know what a prime example of this? So I was I was uh, on the way at the shops first thing this morning, and um, you know on the on the way at the um, the shops in Killingworth, you've got the George Stevenson School and all that. Yeah. I'm seeing lassies that must be about maybe he's 13, 14 at the very most. Hair extensions, skinny oh, yeah. island wigs, fake tan, skirts halfway up their thighs, and you just think. Mm-hmm. Kids don't look like kids anymore. No. And it's mental. No. It's it's scary. Mm-hmm. I'm a mom and a grandma, and I've got girls, granddaughters, and I've got a daughter. Mm-hmm. And it scares me, the pressures that are put on yeah. girls. Usually that, by other girls. That young as well. Oh, I, I wouldn't even like to tell you how I wore makeup in the 80s, when in the late 70s, early 80s, when I was that age. Because I'm telling you, you just rubbed your finger, all that plastic foam applicator got oh, rubbed around the blue eyeshadow. Your makeup was applied, God, I mean, when I was at school, it was um, Maybelline Dream Matte Mousse applied with your fingers. Like a cake on your face, your eyebrows. You rubbed it in. Eyeliner. You yeah. Right blue eyeshadow that was like the tattoo dream cream, whatever it was from Maybelline. And you kind of look and you think, God, that and was. And your, a- your mascara looked like spider legs. Yeah. And yeah. I, you know the, the reality is, I look at that. That was only fifteen years ago. Mm-hmm. The changes in the it's it, it's terrifying that. You've now got kids at the age of, because I see it on social media all the time on a, a lot of the makeup pages I'm part of. And even on TikTok as well, you've got kids who are, say, you know, 5, 10, 50, you know, to, to, to you know, 15 year old. And they can yeah. make it better than I can. And I've had training in it. Yeah. But they're, they're getting it all from the tutorials. The online tutorials now are wonderful. Oh, they're fantastic. Influence. I'm going to use the word influencer because that's what they use. But yeah. it also, some of these makeup looks aren't achievable because you'll see them put the makeup on and then when the camera cuts and they come back with the finished look uh-huh. it's usually got a filter on it yep exactly so none of this is technically achievable it's achievable in a picture it's achievable with that lighting but as soon as you put that phone down and walk out of your bedroom door, that look that you took and put on Instagram's gone. Mm-hmm. 
because you're not walking around in a filter and real life isn't filtered. Yep. And maybe if we had that filter, I suppose to go on other people mm-hmm. on the way they're not, when maybe it is the way they're seeing us, maybe they need to have the the wherewithal to accept that everybody's different. Yeah. So maybe it's not. Maybe it's is it is it the industry? Is it designers and shops and? I mean, the biggest one I had. I went into next at Kingston Park. Mm-hmm. Down there, looking. Let's have a look for some holiday clothes. So yeah. I've gone and had a look. And yet, next do a curvy section. Yeah. Me and my husband could not find one thing in Kingston Park next oversized 18. Mm-hmm. They did not do the curvy section, or if there were, it only went up to an 18 in shop. And I'm sorry, but most bigger girls don't want to order their clothes online because we don't know what it's going to fit. Yep. Exactly. And then I went into Matalan. And this was before the summer stuff came in. And in the standard size women clothes, oh, it was lovely. There was some amazing stuff. And then I went to their curve section. And I says to my husband, I've now got to dress for the office because I'm bigger. Mm-hmm. And all I was left with was. I don't like use the word frumpy, but sensible clothing. And this and like, is a massive gripe oh. that I have, right? Mm-hmm. You go to look at, like, bigger clothing, and it's really kind of resigned. It's not out there. It's almost like they want you to hide away. You look yeah. at the skimpier stuff, beautiful bright colours, great designs and that, and you just think, yeah. you know, why have I got to hide? And... You know, this this whole body positivity movement had a big part of this, right? And I think there's almost some sort of toxicity in body positivity because they're telling people you've got to be positive about it. It's not about being positive because, you know, you can be as positive as you want, but you're not always going to be in that mindset, right? And it's it's this whole preach about being in that mindset constantly. It's more about acceptance, Mm -hmm. body acceptance over positivity. That's the top and bottom. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's fine just to say, oh, be positive. Mm-hmm. But there's got to be the changes done everywhere to help yeah. that positivity. It's I'm I've got body positivity in myself, and I accept everybody's different sizes. Yeah, and that's great for me. I absolutely will accept you regardless. Yeah, exactly that. Absolutely. That's why I buy a lot of my holiday clothes and my stuff and that from Sheen. Because their curvy section has got some out there stuff. Oh, 100 percent. I've had some of the stuff and yeah. I've had some stunning tops from there. Because mm-hmm. you can make them work for you. Now, don't get us wrong. Oh, but I buy sizes from there. I buy two above so I can make sure they actually fit because you never know what you're going to get. It's part luck. Oh. It's absolutely, unless you know that fabric's going to have a give in it, mm-hmm. you have to. I would not buy any, I don't think I've ever bought anything from Sheen that mm-hmm. hasn't been a fabric with a give in it, because I don't know what I'm going to get. But at least you know you're going to get something that's out there and that nobody else is going to have. Well, that's it. It's because the shops just aren't doing it. Yep. Because, the mm-hmm. you know, big part of this, right? I don't know if you find the same swimwear right mm-hmm. going back this whole bikini thing you look at the bikinis and you know, I'll go through Primark and stuff when I was doing my holiday shopping great stuff mm-hmm. if you got, haven't got a chest right but the moment oh. like, chest, <laughs> there's mm-hmm. nothing there for you mm-hmm. absolutely or you've got, you've got I, black or white and that's it I, yeah I had that because um, I was on Sheen, or I was look at the sales stuff, mm-hmm. and there was a bikini top, and it was like triangle bikini, 
and it had the straps that you put around your neck and the straps that you just tie around. So tie around the halter and tied around your back. And I thought, yeah. I'm going to get it in the biggest size to do mm-hmm. because I can adjust it. Yeah. Well, when it came, I looked at it and went, really? <laughs> oh, it had long straps. Aye. But I'm just thinking, well, one, they're not going to go in it. And I'm just like, it made us giggle. It was worth it for the three ninety nine just for the giggle. But I'm just thinking, if you want to get, if you've got a bigger cup size and you want a, a good, like, even bras, if you want a good, you've got to spend the money. Mm-hmm. You do. Absolutely. Okay. And it bugs me. And it's another thing, I don't know about, I mean, um, I'm only five foot four, but as soon as you go up into bigger clothes, they think you grow taller as well. Yep. Because <laughs> I'm only five six, and like there's some trousers that I've got that you know they're high waisted, but they're also long legs, and I'm just like, hold on, I haven't sprouted like an extra six inches per leg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's insane. And and the um the distance between on the armholes is bigger. Yep. And you go, well, hang on, hang on. I haven't suddenly grown a long, a longer torso. The amount of times I have to. Um, I've like, gone outwards. No, yeah. And uh, there was a time when I, I was buying. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, I've got my sewing machine here. I'll take up straps if I need be. Yeah. But it's just. This standardized sizing. And my husband says, why don't they just sell women's clothes like they sell men's? He has um, a small, medium, large, or sell it by waist size. Yeah, because, yeah. well, one, we do not want to know that number. <laughs> I says, we do not want to know the number that our waist is. Yeah. But it's true. Men just buy it by their waist size. We don't. We can be anything from, well, I can be anything from... A 22 to a 26, depending on the shop. Mm-hmm. This is another and one you, on that. If you, do, if you have women's small to whatever size, there's no standardisation of that either. Because if you go to the likes of Primark, no. I look at, so I've, I've got a pair of Primark trackies a while ago. And here's me thinking, right, the biggest size there was an XL. Got back and like, mm-hmm. there were like leggings on us almost. And I was like, hold on. Like, I go into the men's yeah. section, buy a pair of XL for the men's, and they're like tens, and I'm just like, how are you? What's oh, that's on? huge. Yeah. Yeah. Mental. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you think, pardon, where's the? It's straight away telling you that a man will be bigger built than a woman. Mhm. Which isn't always the case. The. Which. Always the way. My youngest is over six foot tall. Mm-hmm. and likes skinny jeans yeah you know and I when I'm when I say skinny jeans I mean jeans that fit like jeggings like painted on jeans that's almost. what I painted on aye and he can't because he's so slim he can't get them in the men's section because yep. apparently men aren't that slim <laughs> so he buys them from the women's section which aren't always long enough, mm-hmm. aren't always high enough in the waist. And just because he wants to get the fit of that. And you go, well, where is this? And then you've got obviously you're having to go and pick up a pair of jeans from one department and walk to another one to try them on. Mm-hmm. And it's, well, there's no standardisation. I always say to people, if you if you buy that that dress or that top you like, and you don't like the fact you've had to buy a different size, cut the tag out. Just cut it out. Don't have to think about it. It's now that lovely top. It's funny you say that. You know, I had a conversation with my sister last night, right? And um, I'm the eldest of four, and we're, we're not between the, the lot of us. We're not we're not skinny. We never have been, right? Um, mm-hmm. And one of my sisters, she lives up in Edinburgh, 
and she was out clothes shopping because she's going to um she's going to Magaluf in like two weeks and she's like mm-hmm. I've ordered loads of stuff off ASOS none of it fit right you know it, it was absolutely ridiculous I'm hating the fact I've got to order a bigger size like I've put more weight on since my new job and I'm like right this is absolutely fine I was like doesn't matter about the yeah. size she's like but it matters to me it bothers me and it's the mm-hmm. fact that we'll have to be bothered by a number like I know my yeah. mum's friend, my mum's friends used to pass clothes like so, so was somewhat sometimes, or like um I remember like my prom dress and that it was uh one of her daughter's uh bride like, bridesmaids dresses that she decided not to use in the end, but the moment they got it back they'd already cut the tag out, that all like they hadn't even used this dress they'd already cut the tag out now at the time I was sixteen right so it didn't bother me they knew what size it was but at the same time you kind of just think. The, the person that was intended to wear that dress was also the same age as me, was also 16. But the fact they'd got it yeah. back, they'd cut the tag out because it was a size 14 at the time. And that was deemed too big for a 16-year-old. Make it make sense then. <laughs> now, I would say if the tag was going to be like at risk of popping out or something, yeah. fair enough, cut it out. Yeah. You know, if it may have been visible on photos but it's straight away saying something mm-hmm. we can't have it we can't have any size nobody can know what size you are nobody's going to see the size it's on the inside yep. and well, it is it's ridiculous it's putting it out there it is and then you've got some people that so lovely and don't see it and couldn't care less mm-hmm. literally but then it's in and then it's tainted by others that stop people from being able to love what they do see mm-hmm. and do you know what it is end of the day right it's one of those things where you know it's like we've been sitting chatting we've all discussed we've come a long way and we just accept things now but it was um mm-hmm. one thing that did stick with me so it was last year it was war chris's party right it was birthday party his mum was there and that, and I was doing my makeup and whatnot. And the top I had on was a proper, it was like a proper low cut. Like you couldn't wear a bra with it. I was just like, you know, tape everything up. Everything's fine. She's like, I love you've got the confidence to go away and wear that. Like she's like, mm-hmm. you just don't care what people think of you. I love you've got the confidence to do that because I never could. Yeah. Like, and I was like, you know what it is? Hasn't always been there. It's taken a lot for me to get to that point. And a lot of validation as well, yeah. and constantly checking with people. Does this look all right? Is this okay? The fact that has to take that much validation to get yourself in that mindset when you're slightly bigger is a is a problem, right? Oh yeah, it's absolutely, absolutely. But we just go, yeah. It's it's awful that we accept that this is the norm. With with time and with positivity, fingers crossed, we'll be able to get away from it. Well, this is it. One day it might change. One day. Fingers crossed. Well, I will leave you with this on this lovely talk of how beauty standards change our lives and make us do one thing. Uh, on the fact of having um, Bikini Day this week and strawberry sundays and compliment your mirror mm-hmm. um friday are you ready for this is Go world chocolate day absolutely fabulous because you know what it is i'm off work as well oh world chocolate day of all the things in this talk of this week of body positivity and loving all of this let's just eat chocolate do you know what it is it's it's you know it's perfect start to a birthday weekend for me as well that'll be well there you go perfect just start. find a new chocolate <laughs> or just eat your favorite one the best way to be chocolate makes us all feel better and then we'll feel guilty after it for eating it well that's just it but, it'll, but it's it'll, world it'll chocolate end. day and it would be terrible not to indulge on that day completely agree absolutely absolutely but yeah so i think well even this was with just saying to people you know find the the best way for you to love yourself Mm -hmm. 
and just surround yourself with that positivity and try to avoid the the toxic state that the community brings at times and forget the filter forget the filter i love it <laughs> yeah i love definitely. it definitely right then was it's been lovely chatting with you and you right great and just to let everybody listening um if you've got something that you want to spill the tea about um something you want to share get in touch with with me june on june scott 404 at gmail.com um and take care everyone <laughs>